Welcome aboard. Grab your compass to find our direction. Let's begin the journey. A Grunt's View, Roland Ocampo, also known as Scrappy. Thank you, Andrew, for that intro, and welcome to A Grunt's View again. This is our second episode. Thank you for joining me for this journey. Our direction today is 30 degrees, and we're heading northwest. Today, we're going to talk with Logan Pouch. He is the owner of Linden Hills CrossFit and Northeast CrossFit in Minneapolis. My connection with Logan is that it's basically twofold. He knew my situation last year and read my blog, that 23rd veteran, a nonprofit led by a Marine, uh, helped me out quite a bit. Now, my podcast does explain a little bit about what happened last year, but also uh, the tie-in with Logan is Logan actually partners with 23rd veteran and brings us, when we come back from the mountains, into his... Uh, fitness studio and we uh, start doing the CrossFit training for 13 weeks and getting ourselves in shape and starting to get that gratitude and gratefulness that we need to learn about every day. So it's actually twofold. The second part is uh, his wife is a graduate from Tatino Grace where I went to high school. And his sister-in-law Mia, uh, Mia Mzinga, uh, yeah, she was there my freshman year. Now Tatino Grace is a small school, but it's got a big family, I tell you that much. So today I'm going to tell two stories. I'm going to do a Tatino Grace story and I'll do a 23rd Veterans story since that's my connection with Logan. My freshman year was 1983 and 1984. Uh, and uh, I was in a senior class, a junior senior class for computers. I was pretty good at computers coming in and Tatino Grace had a great computer program. The assistant varsity football coach, uh, Dick Paul, he was the teacher. Going to that class was a lot of fun because I got to meet a lot of seniors. I uh, became friends with a lot of them. Lucky me, I got to help the cheerleaders out with their computer home. Now, Dick Paul was tough. He was a good guy, though. But uh, we had an argument on my final. I made uh, I made this computer uh, video game uh, slot machine, and it worked perfectly. And there was one line that was wrong. It was, it was a message to tell the program to go to this one line, and it would just re re-go, uh, redo the program. And he said, that's wrong, And but I still got the A because it wasn't an A plus. And back in high school, I didn't get many A's. So I really wanted that A plus. This class was one of my favorite classes, no doubt about that. Now with 23rd Veteran, I just got out of therapy. I started salsa classes with friends, an old uh, Tatino grade classmate, uh, Stacy, And uh, we started dating and uh, things were going really good. And this 23rd Veteran program came up uh, going to the mountains and CrossFit. Now I decided to give it a try. Now I just turned 50, so I knew it was gonna be tough. But uh, working out is very healthy for you, and uh, you know it takes your depression away, gives you, you know, makes you feel good and positivity and all that. This program had a new thing which I never did, which was uh, being grateful for things and, and gratitude, you know, and think about the things you have and the things instead of the things you don't have. That negativity is a big problem in my life, and that, I think this program did a good job of changing that around. Twenty third veteran, uh, going to the mounds was an experience. I met up with. Uh, three army guys, one air force lady, and another Marine. And uh, the Marine uh, we met on, on the plane, he was sitting next to uh, Brian and me. Brian is in the army, I was in the Marine Corps. And uh, this Marine, he's, he's there calling him the legend. I'm like, okay, I don't get talk talky like that. You know, I just do what I do. But uh, we got out there and he started, you know, doing the hikes and stuff. And he didn't bring any of his gear. He didn't know what to bring. He didn't have a headlamp and he didn't have this, that, and the other. And our first hike was <laughs> tremendously bad. 
uh, hike. It was uphill and downhill, and it was like 10 hours worth of grueling pain. Uh, it was fun. Uh, it was challenging. And I tell you what, Bonnie, the Air Force uh, lady, uh, she uh, she did an awesome job. She was struggling. Don't get me wrong. She was struggling bad, but uh, she pushed through. You could see it in her face, how hard it was. And I told her, listen, you're doing you're doing fine. Don't worry about it. And Marine over there, he's he's sucking ass. And if this wasn't my show, I would be in his ass right now, you know, giving him the Marine Corps business. And uh, I'm just going to let it go because uh, this isn't my show. But you are doing a good job. Keep going. Keep pushing through. You can do this. You know you can. And she did. She finished it out. And, uh, the, you know, we got there all rested at like 10 o'clock at night, finally getting back, setting the tents up and all that. And the next day, that Marine quit. Unfortunately, you know, I got upset about that. But then, you know, I talked with the, one of the leaders of the group. Now, Anthony, the leader, he's uh, from Outward Bound. Outward Bound works with 23rd Veteran on this program. And what I didn't know is that Anthony was a Marine. I didn't know he was a Marine at the time. I found out later. I, I explained to him I wasn't happy that he quit. And he said to me, well, you know, that's his choice. You know, some people just get, you know, can't get through things. In retrospect, you take a look at myself and, you know, I basically quit on myself last year and I couldn't really be down on him for what he's, you know, quitting on here as compared to what I did the year before. So in, in that respect, I just laid off the guy. I didn't I didn't yell at him or nothing like that. I wished him good luck and I just, I really wish he would uh, set the more of an example of a Marine than what I was seeing. And that's the truth. So that's my short story for 23rd Veteran. Okay, we're here at Gruntsview, and I'm here with Logan from uh, CrossFit Northeast in Linden Hills. We're here to talk about uh, basically his business and what happened with COVID-19 and all the problems that have endured. It's been difficult, hasn't it, Logan? It hasn't been easy. <laughs> Thanks for having me, Ron. No problem. Good to no problem. see you again. Thanks for joining me, man. Yeah, man. This is a Gruntsview, and uh, this is only my second podcast, so it's a... Uh, it's a new thing, and uh, we'll just uh, have our bumps and you yeah. know, and keep going. Sounds good. Honored to be a part of it. Thanks for coming. Yeah, so this is the gym, just so you know. This is the gym that we did 23rd Veteran uh, a few months back, and I got to do the CrossFit, and I lost a lot of weight. And thanks to COVID-19, I gained 20 pounds. I need to come back. <laughs> You're not alone in that. There's uh, That's where pretty much everybody said. So tell me your experience with this COVID-19. Yeah, I mean, just like everyone else, you know, it kind of came up suddenly. We, we didn't quite realize how bad it was going to be. And all of a sudden, you know, one day we were talking about limiting class sizes until things passed and you know, trying to be as responsible as we could be from our own internal decisions. Uh, and pretty much the day after we made that decision, uh, the governor decided to shut businesses down. Um, so it, it was taken out of our hands uh, to, to make a decision on how to handle it. Um, so I believe that was what, March 13th or 16th? I, I don't remember the, the date. But since then, we have not been able to operate our business inside our location uh, at all. So in that effect, how did you feel that when they decided to take that decision on how to operate away from you? That's your own business, that's your, that's your livelihood. I mean, uh, number one, gym's got to be one of the most places that clean constantly. Even the individual person, when I go to my gym. There's a, there's a, lot, uh, there's a lot of different facets there, just in that question. Uh, 
First of all, I guess I'd, I'd address how I felt about the decision to close being taken out of my hands. Um, I was I was actually okay with it right away. It was scary for sure, but I was okay knowing that we had to do something to allow the healthcare system to prepare for whatever was coming. And I think, you know, I, like most people, we thought that would take a month or so um, for them to prepare because we knew there was going to be a spike in COVID cases. Uh, that was pretty much, no one was arguing with that. True, true. Um, it was, you know, well, how, how's that going to be handled? And, you know, from my perspective, I was, I was prepared to take a hit for a month and try to do whatever we could do to make sure that the healthcare system wouldn't be crippled. Right. As things evolved, as things changed, I, I guess I became a bit more frustrated with the lack of uh, input uh, from the industry. Uh, we, we really didn't have much of a say on, on anything. Um, neither did, did any industry that I'm aware of. Uh, and the, the longer things went on, the more scared I was for sure of is this, are we going to be able to survive? Yeah, I totally see that. Totally. Um, I think where where I went from frustrated and you know anxious to get back to it to disagree with the governor's decision to keep things closed is uh, you know when when he pulled back on the uh, stay at home order in that press conference he said we've accomplished what we set out to accomplish with allowing. The, the, health, the health, yeah, with the health systems to prepare for this. He said we accomplished that. And then not much later when it was time to talk about reopening businesses and what that would look like, his next words were that we were not on certainly phase two and there's absolutely no timeline for gyms to reopen. We have no idea when we're going to be allowed to reopen, regardless of the, the safety protocols put in place. Yeah, just like a big question mark and not knowing nothing. That, yeah. That that can hurt because you don't know how to plan. You can't, right. you can't tell your members what you, you know, what, what's coming next. Right. And then you don't have any income coming because they're obviously not coming to the gym. At least you that's know, what I know. You know, that's that's one place that, again, I have to, I have to say that I'm incredibly fortunate. Due to the nature of CrossFit and similar style gyms, the you know the group fitness style, we have created such a tight community that we are still making income. We are our members, even though they aren't able to come inside the gym, we are providing a service to them. Right? CrossFit has True. never been about the facility. When you when you look back to the the starting days of CrossFit, it was garage gyms, literal garage gyms. That's why we often are referred to as boxes. Right? Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and it does look like a garage gym when you yeah, take a look at it. <laughs> yeah, it, it wasn't about the facility. It never has been. It's about the service of training someone and accountability and community. You know, giving them. You can go online and find workouts for free all day. You can go do bodyweight workouts all day. That's great. It's better than nothing. The service that we provide is accountability, coaching on movement quality, and that that community aspect. And yeah, you can do that online and remotely. Um, but what our what has made our communities thrive is that 
that in-person interaction, right? Yeah. Well, I'm not going to be doing fist bumps or high fives anytime soon. (laughs) No, you're too tired. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, we get social distancing. We know how to do that. And, you know, to go back to your other point about the gym's cleanliness, right? Right. Again, not all gyms are created equal. These smaller boutique style gyms like CrossFit gyms have the ability to control who comes in and who goes. We're appointment only. You know, you can't just walk into our gym and start doing curls in the corner. This is a class-based system where we have control over, we can set our own class caps and say, you know, due to the safety protocols, there's only going to be five people in the gym per class until we can have that number increase. They have their own square footage mapped out so that they can be safe and work out safely. Uh, we can control the cleaning. We can see it because we're small. Plus the number, yeah, the numbers, the class sizes are small. They're not, you don't have a hundred people in the gym at one time. You, I mean, our class is what, six? And I, the most yeah. I've seen in a class here has been 10 to 12 maybe. Yeah, pre-COVID, we would rarely have classes larger than 15 people. Um, we are absolutely prepared to bring that number back until it's responsible not to, to, you know, five people, six people, that, that would be fine. But having uh, no ability to use our indoor facility, um, it's definitely cost us some, some revenue. Sure. <laughs> but people are, people are anxious for fitness. They're ready to get back and to have that decision taken away from us with, an, with no timeline is my my frustration right yeah your now. biggest yeah, yeah i agree with that and that's one thing I, I gotta say you know this type of gym style that's one reason 23rd veteran comes here because you bring that community that togetherness that teamwork and that's what the military was all about that's why it's such a good fit but also i mean i, I love the fact that you told me that during this time you gave your equipment away to your members to work out at home yeah yeah, so as soon as we knew that this wasn't going to be just a couple weeks, but that it was going to be a long-term thing, we released first kettlebells and, you know, lighter weight stuff. For anyone who was an active member with us, they could come in, take what they want, sign it out, no cost to them, and then, you know, we'd get it later. Uh, and then about a week or so after that, we decided barbells were going to be released as well. So we released barbells and bumper plates. So um, after that, we didn't have any equipment in the gym anymore, which which was kind of strange. But it's it's critical for us to support the people who support us. You know, they didn't they didn't bat an eye. Those who stuck with us, they didn't raise any concerns about keeping their memberships active as long as they were employed and could afford it. So why would we hold back from them? We wanted to provide every service that we possibly could. Well, I think that's the one thing about this COVID-19 thing is everybody's helping out, I think, little by little. I mean, I started this podcast and this blog because of COVID-19, and there's I see an opportunity to help others. the reason why we're doing this today. And, you know, there's another, like I told you earlier, there's another person I know that owns a gym, and she's having the same problems and the same arguments that you are. That, you know, why can't a... Why can't these big box stores open up right. and have 200 people in there shopping at one time or 100 people and you consider that safe, yet you can't have a gym with 15 people inside who wipe down every equipment after use automatically before COVID right. and still, you know, not be open at this time. So. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we, we've got so many more safety protocols and cleaning protocols than we had before this, but yeah, to your point, it's hard to understand the rules when there's no consistency right you know there's it, it feels very arbitrary on what businesses can do business inside uh, and what businesses can't and I understand you know the everyone's 
the people who don't feel that gyms should be allowed to open yet, their primary argument is, well, there's heavy breathing, there's more, um, you know, of the aerosolization of, of the, the breath and, and spit. And, and that argument to me is, uh, is pretty easy. But then when you look at the fact that they are allowing certain athletic facilities to open, right? Gymnastic studios, which I, I support. Gymnastic studios can open. Really? There's, if you are a sport, you can practice your sport. Right. Well, we are a sport. There are professional CrossFitters. That's true. We practice Olympic weightlifting. That's a sport. We're not just a gym like any other gym. We are training people in a deliberate manner, in a very measured, thought out way. We're not a facility that just allows people to come in randomly, do what they want to do, wander around as they want to wander around. So if other physical activities and sports can take place in smaller areas, frankly, than, than we are utilizing. I also heard, I, I can't say this is true, I don't have anything to back this up, but I heard that some martial arts studios are also able to, to open. Yeah, that would be um, odd. You know, yeah. I don't know if that's true or not, so I... Right, but I mean, that's that's similar concept yeah. to, to what you do yeah. here. Well, and, and we don't contact other people here. You know? there's, there's no, there's no uh, headlocks. No, there's no headlocks here. So, again, it's just, I, I absolutely respect that we need to do our best to keep people safe. My parents are in their mid-70s and need to be uh, isolating a bit more. But here's where some individual choice comes in. If you aren't comfortable being in our facility, don't come to our facility. We have members who aren't comfortable coming back yet, and we're going to support them by continuing to provide online content, Zoom classes, anything we can do, uh, you know, remote personal training so that they can get the benefits of our business without having to come in. And that's what I agree with because, you know, me personally, and I keep saying this over and over, that's the number one thing. I believe that there are people who can withstand this COVID-19. I totally believe people have that physical healthiness that they can go out and do work. You know, these young kids that never worked before and come out and, and, and go work. You know, me as myself, as I told you earlier, and you know that I have HIV. And for me, it's a, it's a question mark. I like to work. I, I want to go to work. But am I in that, that number that could be possibly, you know, get this disease and, and fight it and be a really bad fight? Yes, I'm in that number. But do I choose to work? Right now, I'm not. But you know what? That's my choice. Right. If I if I felt like I could work, I should be able to go to work. Right. I should have that choice. I don't I don't believe that the government should you know have to say whether I work or not. I think the government should support me if I say, well, I have a health condition which hinders me from working because I don't want to get COVID nineteen. Then help me in that. I guarantee you, you wouldn't have the unemployment that you have now. Right. I guarantee you that the states would be able to cover those that have those medical conditions that are under that umbrella. But the thing is, is that I think there's tons of people who can still work. And if they do get COVID while they're working, I think they should, you know, maybe get a little more bump up in pay because they're taking a bigger chance or something like that and get a healthier little package in case they do get sick because they took that chance. Right. You know? There are no easy answers on this, and I, and I don't even think anybody knows what the right answer is. Um, you know, I've, I'm always a pretty middle of the road guy on my my opinions, political and otherwise. And you know, this, this COVID nineteen, this isn't a political thing. It's been politicized totally. But for me, we're talking about uh, 
the politicization of, of this COVID-19, I totally think it's been politicized. Yeah, it has, and that's that's unfortunate. Like I, before we had our technical difficulties there, <laughs> we, uh, I mentioned that I, in general, I'm a, I'm a pretty middle of the road guy, and it's uh, I was in support, again, of, of locking down until we could get the health systems prepped and ready. Uh, we all have to make sacrifices for different things at different times, and I was all in on that and willing to do what needed to be done. But once that mission had been accomplished, as we were told it was, it's just really hard to swallow that personal accountability and personal freedom to be able to open if we want to open with guidelines. I understand it's not a free-for-all, we can't just go crazy, but we're all willing to contribute to those guidelines to figure out how to do it safely. A lot of other states have been open and seeing a lot of success with gyms being open as well. You know? Yeah, Georgia. Georgia was the first Georgia one. Georgia was the first one. And I, you know, myself included, I, I didn't know if it was quite early, uh, or too early there with Georgia when that, <laughs> when they opened, I was like, I don't know if that's a good idea, Georgia, but you know, we have to look at the data and I know there was data problems early with Georgia and the reporting of the cases, but has been a while now, um, I believe about a month. Close to it. And, and they just haven't seen the big spikes that they were talking about seeing. And specifically as it relates to me and my business with gyms, again, I think we have so much more control over our members and what we can do safely in here um, that it's, it's just really frustrating that we seem to be lumped in with the real big box gyms that are, you know, people coming and going without any type of, of control or accountability on how the facilities are being cleaned or, or utilized or, or social distancing. We have 100% control over uh, the people and how they move around our facility. You know, that's the one thing I didn't think about. You know, my gym that I go to, you know, they got tons of people that go there and they're all there at the same time. While here, you know, you have, you know, a small number, a very yeah. small number, like I said, 10 to 12, 15 people. I see you get categorized as gym, you know, and they think that big picture. You got the CrossFit gyms, you got those anytime fitness gyms, you got those ones that they could actually regulate people coming in by saying what time they could probably go in. Right. You know, and they probably get what, five, six people at a time. And and so, you know, I see that. You know, you get lumped in and that, that takes away your ability to function as a as a free enterprise. You know? It does. And that's the, that's the thing America's about. And that's the one thing I don't like about this whole government intrusion of freedom of business. And personal choice. What, what do I want to do, you know? Right. And that, that's the one thing I, you know, I'm a, I'm a big American, you know, I'm, you know, a Marine. I did my years. Um, the thing is, is, you know, I like being free, but I also like being safe too. And I think that's the whole thing that people don't understand. There's that fine line, you know, of, of having your freedom, but also security too. Yeah. And when you when you go on one side or the other too far, you know, you're taken away from somebody else, you know, their freedoms, their ability to act on their own. Then they have to follow directions and stuff. And you take a look, these protests right now, a great example of that. You know, we have that, you know, that right to protest and stuff like Absolutely. that. But when you start crossing that line where it starts injuring people and businesses and stuff like that, that's too much. That's when you have to bring the security in and people question that stuff. And, it, and it's unfortunate that this, this country is going in, in a crazy direction right now of what we are and stuff like that. And I don't get me wrong, our history does have problems. But the thing is, I keep taking a look at the Declaration of Independence, that right, that pursuit of happiness. You know, you get the freedoms of choice. And that I think that's the whole point is that you have to have that social contract of to agree what's right and what's wrong. 
you know, and be accountable for that. And just they're saying on this health and COVID-19, you know, they come down with this problem. Well, there's a big problem of this, of people getting infected and maybe dying. And, you know, we've had 100,000 die already. So you're suspending your business for a month or more now. But the thing is, is that now they're hindering on your freedoms because, you know, the numbers, they're not complying with what we thought. Yeah, I want to touch on one thing as it relates to um, the businesses like mine specifically. And that's all I can really speak to, right? Sure. Uh, But before I do that, you know, just talking about uh, acknowledging, you know, George Floyd and, and his murder and the fact that we need as a society to use this moment to progress and make positive change. I'm very hopeful we can take yet another awful tragedy, use it as a turning point to make some really meaningful and lasting change. Yeah, I, I, I don't, it's hard to find words. Well, it's going to, like I said, this country's gone through hell and keeps going through it. And then you yeah. got to get to that. It's like climbing a mountain. I'm going to be climbing a mountain soon. You got to go through that pain to get through that peak to see that beautiful, you know, horizon. Yeah. And that's what this country's de- declaration of independence, like I keep saying, that pursuit of happiness, we're going through that pain right now, but eventually we'll get there. I don't have any doubt. And any so. American knowing that. Yeah, I, I, don't, so. I really don't have any doubt in that. We'll change it, but it takes baby steps, but it takes people to actually do it. Action, man. Yep. So one of my biggest concerns with gyms not being able to operate for an unforeseen amount of time here, you know, you talked about, you mentioned the deaths from COVID-19, directly from COVID-19, I think is being overlooked. And I've seen a little bit about it, but I don't see enough talk about mental health in COVID-19 and what it's doing to people. There's, There's articles, you know, how you can meditate through this and all that. People need people. Yes, they do. And the mental health benefits that come from the type of training that we do here, you know it firsthand. Yes, I do. It's life-changing. And when people have that taken away from them, an online workout, a Zoom workout, that is not the same thing. It's not. We have clients who have addiction issues. We have clients who have several clients who have major battles with depression, with anxiety, so many other mental health problems intense group fitness training, not just the workouts, but being around other humans and sharing in that experience is powerful. It is. And having that removed is incredibly detrimental to our member base. Beyond our member base, I'm concerned with, in general, the suicide rate, the domestic violence rate, the all of the things that come from unchecked mental health and untreated, I'm sorry, unchecked was probably the wrong word, untreated, unattended to mental health. That is concerning me a lot. Oh yeah, I don't think people realize how social we were until this whole COVID-19 thing, being stuck at home. That, and you know, you know, you know what happened to me last year, Absolutely. and it's all on my blog and everything else, but the but isolation is the number one thing that they say not to do. Yep. And what have people been doing since this COVID-19 started? They've been staying at home. And don't ask me why the liquor store stayed open, but then you can buy tons of liquor. People have been drinking at home. Yeah. That's the number two thing they say not to do. Yeah. Don't stay home. Don't drink. All that filters into that depression and all that. And 
working out builds endorphins and I can't remember serotonin yep. all that stuff gets built in by doing this stuff together and, and going through that pain and, and like I said that I, I can't express how much the the mountains that you know going through that pain and getting to that peak and that peak can be anything you know and when you're done working out here you know you feel that pain going through it and you get done you get you get that smile that high five you look at yourself you're a lot thinner you're, you're getting those yeah. those other peaks you know right. your muscles are getting bigger you're yeah. you know you're looking better you're feeling better you're stronger you go out more confident i mean you don't have anybody walking out confident i can tell you right now i walked out of the house and started running with my pack at the at the park <laughs> and boy i was not confident at all yeah but you know i did one day i ran slow second day i ran a little quicker yesterday i ran a lot faster but it's a progression and that's life and that's exactly what's going on here but the thing is is that you can't stop you can't regulate this you got to be able to the government has to know that you know what we can set guidelines Right. But you can't tell people what, how to live and how to control their business and life. They, that's, it's just a problematic and in, in general. There's a, there's a limit to it. Yeah, and there is we, a limit we to can, it. Again, I, I want to go back and say I, I get it. I get the need. We had to do something drastic to prepare and give, give the entire community the best shot at getting through this. Yeah, um, I think they did that. Yes, they did. And now it's time. It's yep. time for us to be able to conduct business in a safe manner. We we are all for, you know, the extra steps, the added cleaning, the social distancing, the limiting class sizes, you know, anything we can do. Um, but the fact is, you can't just say, go outside and do it outside. Just have an indeterminate amount of time. You know, it's, yeah, outside's better than nothing, for sure. <laughs> but... You've got you've got a lot of other factors that come in. You know, you got weather to deal with. Yes. If it's raining, if it's lightning out, you know, what are you going to do then? You've got the the extreme heat. You know, uh, not that people can't work out when it's outside when it's hot, but it's another risk factor. You know, and true. Ultimately, we can control our spaces, and we absolutely believe that they can be safe and reasonable for the people who are choosing their individual choice to come in and participate. We're not asking anyone who is at risk or who doesn't feel comfortable to come in and, and participate. You know, and, the, and I'm sure there's people listening that, um, you know, it's, are thinking, well, it's not about that individual person. It's about, you know, passing that on and, and the, the asymptomatic um, people passing things along. I, I get that too, but again, that boils down to some individual um, choice and to individual responsibility. If you are one of those people who is at risk and you're concerned about getting this, it's on you to make your decision to stay home, isolate, protect yourself however you as an individual feel is appropriate given the, the guidelines that are out there by the WHO and the CDC and your individual state department of health. There's a lot of information out there to make choice right now that we've accomplished preparing our health systems. But the thing is, is that I agree with you completely on that. And where do you think that's going to go now? What's the timeline for you to actually open up inside? Do you know? That's the problem. We have zero, zero information. Okay. We, if you, if you read the executive order, uh, we gyms are all lumped together uh, and they are slated to be phase three or four. It's not even clear that we're in both categories. 
Wow. Um, so depending on what information you look at, and phase three and phase four have no timeline set on them. You know, we're doing everything we can to present information to the, the powers in the government that can make some change here for us. We've partnered with some representatives that have taken up our, our fight that believe we can do this safely and, and back us on this. We, as a, as a community of CrossFit affiliate owners, we backed off that push real hard for the last week. Uh, there's things that are more important going on right now in the state right, and, right. and in the world, frankly, um, than our ability to get a date on our reopening. But we can't do this forever. No, we can't a- be outside with no ability to come come inside and, and operate our businesses. Um, we just can't do it forever. Uh, at some point, we're not going to last. The members who have supported us, um, they're they're going to reach a point where they just can't do it anymore without a timeline to be able to say hang out here with us for another you know two weeks another three weeks whatever it's going to be we need a date to be able to reopen i agree i agree it's, it's hard when you don't know what the, what's coming next it really is we have no no ability to prepare for it yeah and then we have uh I can't imagine what winter would be like if they if this whole thing continues. That's, it, that's it won't work for us. I mean, we're we're doing this podcast in Minnesota, and right now it's beautiful out. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> when it when it drops below you know forty degrees, it's just not going to be safe to be doing things outside anymore. Um, so yeah, we we need to come up with a solution that will allow us to operate our business. Uh, and provide the incredibly valuable service that people are looking for. They're craving, they're needing it. You know, one one upside to things right now, um, the, the volume of inquiries of new people saying, can I join your gym? Are you open? Are you ready? Can we attend classes? It has gone through the roof over well, the last good. couple of weeks. It's great. It's a, it's a good thing, but it's an indicator again that we need to be doing this. People need it. They don't do well individually and no. you know on their own with no accountability, with no one else to do these workouts with. You know, it's it's the yeah, rare individual. Yeah, you need a buddy. You need a buddy it, check. Yeah. yeah, and it's it's the rare individual who can uh, accomplish true uh, wellness and true fitness on their own. And it, I, I totally totally agree with that. I mean, I'm a. I'm a smart guy, but you know what? You get home, you get lazy. I gained 20 pounds. I'm worse than I off when I started here at CrossFit, you know, and that's the truth. And that's the problem is that, you know, when you're at home, you don't have that accountability. You don't have somebody saying, you know, hey, do this, do that. You know, you get you get a little less at day school and that's, yeah. that's the truth. And the thing is, is having teamwork, having somebody help you keep accountable, that's important. And you talk about health and, and suicides and all that, dude, that's down, right down my alley there on that. Yeah. And you know that this helps, and I do too, because I, f- I felt great coming here every day at six o'clock, and it was six o'clock, right? Yeah, six o'clock in the yeah. morning, you know, and working out, and then you go into the day, you're ready to, to, to handle anything, yeah. you know? And, and now, you know, it's, it's, it's a struggle. I mean, even coming here, you know, we came in like 115 meeting, it, it was a struggle for me to get up early just to get ready and come down here, because, right. you know, I've been doing everything at late night, Yep. watching everything that's going on in this city of ours that's going through hell right now. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, the on top of that, we haven't even touched on the the research out there that shows, you know, of underlying uh, health issues with COVID and, and that being such a higher mortality rate. Um, obesity and diabetes are the it's the top. Right. You know? 
if, if you have, if you are in that obese category and you have diabetes, um, you know, any type of, of heart and lung condition as well, your chances are much lower COVID and our services directly combat obesity, diabetes, uh, you know, heart disease. It's, well, I think I could argue that COVID-19, I mean, yes, it is a bad thing, a bad virus and it does do its damage, but I guarantee you that everything, every other minor thing that's not really minor. I mean, you take a look at the numbers, you're talking all those health things you just said, right. the suicide, the economy, the economy, the the lifestyles of, of people, of being able to pay for things and this, that, the other. I think all those things in together are much higher problems than COVID-19 could ever produce. And that's what I that's what I believe. And I don't think people see that. Again, I think if it were left unchecked, it, it might be a, a different story. We took action, drastic, drastic action to isolate, to prepare and to figure out how to live with this because it's not going anywhere anytime soon. No, I don't think so either. I think and that's, you know, that's the problem. If it's not going anywhere anytime soon, we cannot stay on lockdown forever. We've got to figure out a way to safely live. reopen. Yeah, you got to live. You have to live. And I think everybody has their own choice of that, how to live. I think everybody, I, I've been staying home. I like that came out today. I don't think yeah. I don't think your gym's any danger. <laughs> you know, I did go out and visit uh, the George Floyd thing yesterday, and I wore a mask for the first time since I've been because I haven't left the house. And I went and talked to a few people there and said my respects. But the thing is, is that I think you have that right to choose. And I think you know, if you want your business to open, do it responsibly. And I, I know you want to do that, and Absolutely. you have that plan. And I think uh, it should be employed and given the chance. And I agree. So that I think that we talked about basically everything that we that that you feel that you need to talk about there, and yeah. and uh, I hope your gym opens up soon because I do miss coming here too. <laughs> I hope so too, man. I, I uh, we we all miss it. The the ability to see people outside has been a glimmer of hope for us. Um, you know, I don't want this to come off as poor us. We're we're very lucky. We will survive this uh, through the support of our community who has continued to pay their dues with us even when we were only able to offer online services. And uh, you know now that we're doing things outside again, they continue to support us. There's a lot of business owners out there that, that didn't fare so well. And right. that's where you know, my, my heart goes out to, to those, those individuals and those business owners who, who aren't going to reopen. Yeah, even if that's they a could. sad thing. But yeah, man, I'm excited to follow along with your journey and see where you where you go through your travels and climbing that mountain. And well, uh, I hope I hope it's you. as good as I hope it is. <laughs> I know it's going to be a struggle. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, it's going to be a struggle finding people to want to talk and actually share their stories. Thank you for doing so today. By the Absolutely. way, Absolutely. thanks and, for having me. Uh, I hope everything turns out good for everybody. And I'm glad you have the support with you to help get through this whole COVID-19 um, situation. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I think that's number one thing. I think people got to realize there are hard times and you need that support. I've been through some really hard times and I have my Tatino Grace friends. Your wife was at Tatino Grace. Yeah. Absolutely. So I, she's included in that group because yep. you're married to her. And uh, I think uh, I think it's important to have those people there to help you up, help give you a hand up when you're struggling. That's the number one thing I say. So if you're out there listening and you, you see somebody and maybe not doing too well, and it doesn't mean they're doing bad. It just means that, you know, they're struggling a little bit. I'll give them a helping hand. And, you know, I, I've seen so much uh, 
people helping people here, even in the crisis that we're in, in this city, the one benefit that has come out of COVID-19 is people helping people. So Absolutely. Yeah. We're, uh, we're all in this together. Yeah. We've got to support each other. Exactly. Thanks for coming again, Logan, and good luck to you. <laughs> Thanks for all in you as well, man. All right. Drink water, check your feet, rest, and be grateful for this journey. Go to a gruntsviewsocial.wordpress.com. Let's go. Enough for me to understand why you